0: Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and thank you for joining me today. I've got a pretty serious topic we're going to talk about today, but I think it will benefit you and help prepare you for what's going on in the spiritual realm. I want to talk about the unseen war that is happening around us. And it's interesting because there is so much going on around us and a lot of it we can see. We can see uh, the interruptions to economies and those type of things. But in the big scheme of things, all of that is a part of the unseen war that the enemy has launched and will continue to launch against us. You know, whenever we get momentum, whenever we get these moves of God, which I've been talking about over the past episodes, what happens is the enemy becomes afraid because he knows that he is losing territory. And when he loses territory, He tries to bring it up a notch, bring the attack up a notch. But what we have to understand, if he's losing territory, what does that mean? God is gaining territory. So that is really a win. That's a victorious place for us to be in. So there is a lot of chaos and and confusion and things are tending. One thing I have noticed, and I just want to share this just a little heads up. When it comes to communication, what I have been seeing is there has been kind of a disjointed ability to hear what the other person is saying. And there's almost confusion over it. And I, something occurred last week, and I'll just share this with you. Just You may have had this happen too. But I was having a discussion with someone, and every time I said something, it's like they couldn't actually hear what I was saying and they would get focused on one word or or something like that, but they just couldn't really hear and I couldn't figure out what was going on and, you know, of course, there's frustration in that and by the time I hung up, I was just a little bit like, why weren't they listening to me? Why why wouldn't they listen to me? And I realized, because I asked the Lord, I was like, Lord, what is going on here? And I just felt like, you know, they just weren't listening. I took it as a personal thing, but really it wasn't. What was happening, and the Lord showed me this, that the enemy was scrambling as it came out of my mouth into their ears. It was almost like he was scrambling the airwaves. So they weren't able to hear clearly. And honestly, I don't think I could hear them clearly. So it caused conflict and confusion and really just chaos. And the Lord was just showing me that When we're able to identify that it's not the person, but it's an attack against us, then we're able to respond to it much more quickly. And I'm gonna talk about how do we identify that. Um, We know that John 10, 10 says that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy us. We know that. But the other part of that says Jesus has come that we may have life and life more abundantly. So there's two ends of the spectrum, right? There's the enemy who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything we do, confuse us, break up our marriages, tear down our businesses. That's the enemy's job. But Jesus has come so that we may have life and life more abundantly. So who is the greater power in all of this? Jesus, of course. And so we're going to talk about how do we kind of get perspective and kind of get the nudges when we so we know that, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. This has got to be the enemy. And I want to talk about this. Uh there's a, a good book. I don't know if you've read it, but it came out quite a while ago. It's called Spirit Wars by Chris Ballatin. And in the book, he writes, No matter what the manifestation Of the spiritual warfare takes on no matter what it looks like the most important fact to remember is that these are symbols of the enemy's devious plot to steal our inheritance kill our offspring and destroy our very lives now think about this no matter what it looks like it's the enemy's mission it is his purpose to kill our offspring destroy our lives and steal our inheritance. But like I said, who is who is the greater power? It's the one who gives us life and life more abundantly. Now, when the demonic begins to show up in an area, that means that what is going on is a breath of God that he wants to take out before you realize what he's doing. And one of the biggest things we experience in the world and these are one of the one of the key elements to look for if you are engulfed in fear when something's happening and fear discouragement doubt those type of things start erupting then you know that it's the enemy that is trying to destroy what you're accomplishing and we understand that there's real fear like if you see a gunman walking down the road you're not going to say oh that's the enemy well he's directed by the enemy but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about when your business starts struggling when uh, there's a shifting in your your marriage or in your relationship that is just kind of a suddenly and you're like what the heck is going on that's when you go to the lord and say okay, Lord, what's going on? Because I know the enemy is trying to send me down a rabbit hole of destruction that you have not got planned for me. And one of the things that comes with fear is we begin to build a case or build a scenario or start projecting out what's going to happen when we actually don't know what's going to happen. We, we build these worst case scenarios like, Uh, you know, my business is going to fail. What I'm about to do is never going to work. I'll never leave my dream. Uh, With this economy, I can never get ahead. Uh, I can't see God's promises coming to light. Those are the kind of things that are initiated by a fear tactic against you. And that's where we have to be in tune because when we start hearing those things come out of our mouth or even the the thoughts going through our head that's when the uh, alarm has got to sound that wait a minute hang on a second this is the enemy trying to push me back for where from where i am taking territory and uh rick jorner had used uh, said something in one of his books that he wrote it's called breaking the power of evil rick jorner he's of morningstar ministries and he says we are about to experience the greatest fear and, listen to this part, the greatest faith being released over the earth. This will take place at the same time. If we're not growing in faith, he says, which is also in evidence by growing in the peace of God, we will be growing in fear and the anxiety that will ultimately cause even man's hearts to fail. So think about this. If we aren't growing in faith, which means growing in peace, so when things aren't going right, we, we dig in deep and find the peace of God in us so that we're able to move forward and, and see what God has instead of looking at the circumstances and grabbing hold of the fear that sends us down that rabbit trail of all the different things that aren't gonna work. And I think one of our biggest challenges in this time is this unseen war that will cause us to try to extrapolate, try to project what's happening in front of us, even though we don't know that that's gonna happen. Recently, one of my church members gave a testimony and it's such a perfect example. I want to share it with you. And I'm sure you have plenty of testimonies too, but she was at the gas station and she lost her key fob. You know, nowadays the keys have a little fob. They don't have anything you put in. It's just a little fob. And she looked everywhere and the attendant was saying, lady, you're going to have to move your car. Uh, It can't be here all day. And she was like, ah, this is, this was her thought. I'm gonna to have to call a tow truck. I'm gonna to have to pay a tow truck to tow my car. Then I'm gonna to have to pay $450 for a new fault. Oh, she's like, I, I just, and she goes on and on thinking about this. And then all of a sudden something just clicked. We, we're gonna call that something, the Holy Spirit. And she said, no, no more Satan, stop right now. And her and her daughter that was with her began to pray and ask God for insight. Immediately, as they were praying, she got a picture uh, from the Lord about an extra key fob that she had in the house. And she called her friend, came by, picked her up, took her to her house. She was able to get the key. She came back, got her car started and left. So no tow truck, no $450 for a fob. She stopped the attack on her mind of determining all the things she's going to have to do, all the costs it was going to be. And said, okay, Lord, let me center in on your peace and let me receive the solution from you. She went from building a narrative about what was going to happen and the expense that was coming with it to finding the peace of Jesus over her situation that was stressful. But that peace led her to his solution that kept her from having to spend any money or waste any extra time. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to see with our spirit the unseen war that's coming against us in the natural. I'm going to say that again. He wants us to see with our spirit, to get that sense from our spirit, who we know is connected to the Holy Spirit, of what's going on in the unseen spiritual realm against us, so that we can take authority over it so it doesn't affect us in the natural right so we're going to go from chaos to peace we're going to go from loss of money to gain and we're going to do this by creating an agreement with god that will thwart destroy kill the enemy's plan amen right that is so good And one of the things we're going to learn in in part of this process today as we're talking is we're going to learn to break the agreement over our thought life that doesn't align with God because the enemy wants to attack our minds. He wants to attack the way we think. And we've talked about this before. He wants us to get out of agreement with God and get into agreement with loss, destruction, Uh, brokenness, whatever it is, sickness, whatever it is we have to deal with. And we know that it may be an issue for a moment, but God will show us how to break through the issue in front of us that the enemy's created so that we can have victory over it. And like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, uh, 3, it says that we're going to pull down In fact, let me read it to you in the Passion Translation because this will give you a whole visual of what it's like. It says, For although we live in the natural realm, which we do, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. We're not getting a gun and shooting the uh, demonic forces. We're not using manipulation to achieve our aim. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power from God, to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. So we can demolish every deceptive fantasy, every thought that comes in our mind that doesn't align with God, that opposes God, and break every thought and attitude that raises itself up against the true knowledge of God. So really, when we think about it, it says that very emotional response every thought process in our mind, is bowing now to the obedience of Christ. And that is our spiritual weapon. That is our spiritual weapon. So when there's fear, we release peace. When there's chaos, we release calm. When there's uncertainty, we release confidence in what God has for us. So when these things happen to us, like uh, the person who shared about her car, we say, Lord, We understand that there's an attack against me. So what I need to know is, what is your solution? How do I wage a military campaign in the spirit to break the stronghold that the enemy has in this moment? Not forever, but in this moment. Uh, I taught a class recently called Spiritual Intelligence, um, And it was so good. But there was one section in the book that really spoke to me because I never really thought about it this way. In the book, it talked about high values and core values. And it says the high values are the ones that you believe, like Jesus is the Savior. I've given my life to him. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But the core values sometimes don't agree with your high values. Like you can say, uh, I can do all things through Christ or with God, nothing is impossible. That would be a high value. But when something happens and you say, oh, it's impossible for me to get out of that situation or I don't think I can get through this. What happened was that's your core value. That's how you respond out of what is happening. Your high value is what you believe in your mind, even in your heart but your core value is how you react when something happens that doesn't agree with your high value. Does that make sense? And for a moment, you know, sometimes in a moment, the core values come against what God's word says. And that's part of the wrestling for the truth of the word to be able to say, no weapon formed against me will prosper because that's what the word says and if something's prospering against me then that's when i go to god and say what do you want me to do what is my military campaign against it and many times he'll just say give it to me and i'll take care of it sometimes he'll say i want you to do step one step two step three and it'll all stop he may have you pray or take communion every day you never know what the lord's answer is you know um, One of my favorite stories is uh, in Chronicles and they were, the, the kingdom was about to be attacked. Jehoshaphat was about to be attacked and the Lord told them what to do to defeat the enemy. They got together and they prayed and worshiped. And the Lord went out before them while they were praying and worship and began to destroy the enemy. Sometimes God just wants you to pray and worship and he's gonna go send his angels or whatever it is a friend that will take care of whatever the problem is god will surprise us with his answer when we seek him and let him give us the solution for what we're facing it's so much fun it is so much fun because like i said even in that story of jehoshaphat they were surrounded they were going to be attacked and they asked the lord what to do and he said and they worshiped him and while they worshiped him the enemy was annihilated so we we never know what god's going to do in order to get us to go forward and one of the other keys i want to give you is sometimes we have a certain tendency uh, where we get in a situation and we naturally go in one direction like if something bad happens in our office then our natural thought is i'm going to lose my job or Uh, the company's not going to make it. You know, our natural thought goes to the worst-case scenario. Or if something really good happens to us, I've heard this said so many times, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because if something good happens, then something bad's going to follow it. And that's not true. But those are like old wives' tales where we're we're taught to think of the worst-case scenario. And what we have to think of is What is God's scenario? Because when God moves, it is always his best. He does not move when it's not going to be your best. I always say, if he's doing something good for me, then the people around me will also benefit because he's not going to do something good for me and do something bad for them. God always benefits us. So keep that in mind as you're thinking, because you may have this one thing, like every once in a while, I'll dip into a little discouragement, but it's usually because something amazing has happened and I walk away going, uh, that was great. And then when I get home, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that was good or not. I, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my husband's like, what's wrong with you? That was awesome. I, there's been many times he's like, that's the best word I've heard you given. Now he said it to me a few times, so I must have some pretty good ones out there, but And I thought it's terrible. I didn't get my point across. So what we have to realize is sometimes we will naturally go. We have a natural bend towards something that takes us into a negative agreement with the enemy. And the sooner we learn to recognize that bend, the sooner we're able to break the cycle of the enemy holding us captive in our thought life. Amen. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about is, um, you know, there's a fullness of God that he wants you to walk in. And he has that for everyone. He has the fullness for everyone. And so many times there is a hidden tactical lie that the enemy has planted within you to throw you off balance. And what happens is you'll have a momentum built and all of a sudden that lie will pop up from nowhere. And, and it begins to throw you off kilter. And when that happens, and, and the Lord will begin to show you when that happens, because when that happens, you can quickly renounce the lie and turn back to what God has for you. So Lord, I renounce the lie that the message I gave wasn't good. And I receive the fact that I'm anointed to preach the word and hear from your spirit to release to the people, right? So that would be something for me. And as you pray through this, ask the Lord, are there any little hidden lies, any tactical lies that will try to stop me from moving in and move me into a place of fear? Because that's one place we want to stay away from. Uh, The other thing I want to talk to you a little bit about is in this unseen war is this whole thought process of territorial uh, attacks. And it does happen. And if you think about it, the COVID virus was a territorial attack against the world, not just America, not just Europe, not just Asia. It was against the whole world. It caused chaos. It created havoc. It created uh, financial strains. It created confusion because what we heard were three or four different truce to COVID that as we've learned, they were all in conflict. They did not agree with each other. And as it's now that time has passed, we're seeing that most of them weren't even true. And we're realizing that there was just such demonic chaos released on the earth that caused businesses to close down, causes countries to close down that uh, tried to isolate us, right? So that we couldn't worship together, we couldn't go to the store, you know, be having your groceries delivered was a big thing because you didn't want anybody to get near them. I know a friend of mine used to put their groceries in the garage and they would clean them all before they bring them in the house because they said everything could be spread like that. So that was a, that was a territorial attack against the world. And what we have to realize is that when those things happen, we, number one, we go straight to God and we're like, God, we need to know your word on this. And I'm not sure uh, any of us had one clear word, but as the people of God began pursuing God, we began to see a picture of do not be afraid. That was one of the biggest words. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid and uh, don't let the spirit of fear grip you. And as we began to move forward in not being afraid, we found that we were able to accomplish much more in spite of all the misinformation that was fed to us. So we have to make sure that we recognize when there's an attack against um, more than just us. It's, It's a territorial attack. And we have to start releasing number one that there's no panic we're releasing the peace of god and we have the territory we have authority over my city you have authority over your city over your state over your country to release the peace of god to um uh, to bind up any fear that's occurring to open up clear understanding of what's happening and it may not be coming from the scientists or the president of the United States or the head of your of the EU, it may be coming as a revelation from God on what we're supposed to do. And for us, you know, in Florida, our governor felt like that we needed to open and that we needed to fight the virus by being careful, but also allowing our businesses to continue. So that's what we did. Even as our churches, we were considered necessary. Uh, an essential part of life. So we were able to open up. I know that wasn't true in a lot of places, but uh, through that, we became a stronger state and, and we were a healthy state and it really just worked out well. But that's not my point. My point is that we have to seek what God has for us. And Philippians 1.8 says, do not be terrified of your adversaries. Just make sure that when fear comes your way, like Rick Joyner said, there's going to be a massive amount of fear released with a massive amount of faith. When fear comes your way, step across that fear line into the faith line and let the enemy not try to confuse you by creating fear within you, but let the word of God and the spirit of the Lord confirm you by creating a spirit of faith within you because God knows and we lean into God and he will show you what to do. I'm going to close with two other scriptures. One of them is uh, Ephesians 6:12. It says, We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So it's unseen. It manifests in the natural But we don't see it with our very eyes. So when we realize that, it'll make us much more aware of what's going on. And then there's one other scripture, um, not scripture, there's one other story I wanted to tell you. And this is how God shows up for us. And there was a man that was in the war. uh, His son was in the war in the Ukraine. And he called his dad one night, one dark night. And he said, Dad, you guys have got to start praying. We're holding our positions, but there's a lot of Russian Federation tanks and other mobile units. They began to pray and uh, the church began to pray and the son called his father back and listen to this. He said, there's some miracle that has happened. It looked like an attack on the Russians from a spaceship. There was some kind of lightning shooting in the sky and sparks were spreading everywhere in the morning. The UK troops discovered that the Russian tanks had been destroyed and all the soldiers thought it might have been done by some kind of weapon, but it turned out after all the study, it was God's intervention. So when we get in a situation where, uh, there is no hope, there's no end in sight, What we know is pray and get your friends to pray, get your family to pray, get your church to pray. And if you're not together with a church, get together with a church, find a body of Christ that you can call family and, and learn how to pray and support each other. Uh, And then that way you're able to find strength in the midst of chaos. Amen. I mean, that is such a good word. So what I want to do is I'm just going to pray over you and we're just going to say, Lord, We decree right now that the enemy's plan against us will not find ground, and the unseen war will be seen by our eyes, and that you will give us a military strategy to take care of whatever happening against us. So go and know that God will show you. Thank you so much for watching, and please remember to invest in yourself because you're the best investment you can make, and God invests in you every day. Thanks a lot.